Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let me state as clearly as I can. My father was not financially involved in my business, not as a practicing lawyer, not as a board member of Burisma, not in my partnership with a Chinese private businessman, not in my investments at home nor abroad, and certainly not as an artist. And not as an artist. Whoa. Hmm. Wow. Look out. The moving goalposts almost crushed me. <laughs> Funny how that's evolved. We'll discuss that and more. With the fabulous Andrew McCarthy, senior fellow at the National Review Institute, National Review contributing editor, and I've often claimed that there are no other podcasts. Ours is the only one, but I'm forced to admit uh, the McCarthy Report is an excellent podcast if you're interested particularly in legal issues uh, in the headlines. Andy McCarthy. Andrew, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, gents. How great to be with you. We just recorded the podcast, so I, uh, I appreciate the plug. Well, then I'll be listening later today because I uh, hear everyone. So here's my number one question, because this is what the Hunter Biden crowd keeps saying and everybody on the left. If his last name weren't Biden, none of this would be happening. Is that true or false? Well, it's true in the sense that if his last name weren't Biden, he would have been prosecuted in 2019 on multiple felonies. Uh, So I suppose that if his point is that uh, if his name weren't Biden, um, you know, all the stuff wouldn't be happening, which includes a sweetheart deal uh, that no one else would have had a chance of getting. And that imploded when a district judge asked a few rudimentary questions about what the basic understandings of it were, including its scope. Uh, and well, then, is there any is there uh, any truth finally, to it at all? Since it is like the number one talking point, is there any truth to it at all that he's getting any harsher treatment as opposed to you're saying he's getting a better case that he's getting any harsher treatment because his last name is Biden? No, there's no truth at all. In fact, when they finally indicted him on tax charges, which have been out there for like a million years, 
um, some of the most egregious conduct could no longer be charged because the statute of limitations had run on it because the Biden Justice Department wouldn't prosecute him. So on the topic of the sweetheart deal, I have the outrage, certainly, but not the expertise to adequately describe how incredible it is that that deal, A, existed, B, was dismantled in a moment by a competent judge, and C, the fact that the guy who crafted it remains in charge of the investigation. Help people understand how tawdry that is. Well, it's it's really corrupt. I mean, um, by... Biden has been known to have tax problems going back to probably 2016, 2017, when uh, I think that was when they started to put liens on his property. Um, The Biden laptop, um, which the public became aware of in uh, the waning weeks before the 2020 election, is actually in the FBI's possession for about a year before that. Uh, so there's been monumental evidence of, uh, you know, dodgy income and his failure to pay taxes for years and years. But if the prosecutors had gone after the most egregious misconduct, which appears to have occurred between 2014 uh, and 2016, I might take it back to 2013, 2016, you couldn't prove that case without showing that. The way he was raking in the money was selling access to his father, and precisely because his name was Biden, um, and that he was making the biggest killing when Biden was vice president of the United States. So the prosecutor let that lapse. Uh, The statute of limitations on most crimes uh, in the federal code is five years. Tax crimes, the relevant ones here, it's six years. Uh, So he simply waited it out so that the evidence of what was going on when Joe Biden was vice president was no longer prosecutable. Uh, And then to try to make the case go away, um, first his plan was to just completely make the case go away, just like uh, dismiss it entirely. Um, He had to back off from that. We're talking about David Weiss now, the U.S. attorney in Delaware. He had to back off of that because these IRS whistleblowers came forward uh, and explained that Hunter Biden had gotten ridiculously favorable treatment that no other American would get. So then the Justice Department and Weiss had to try to figure out a way to have a plausible plea uh, that they could sell the public, but at the same time, make sure that the president's son didn't go to jail. So what they came up with was let him plead guilty to two puny misdemeanors, despite the mountainous evidence of tax evasion, which is a felony. Um, have it be a no jail plea. And then um, probably most absurd at all of all um, have this ta- this gun case that he has where he obtained a gun by misrepresenting his drug abuse uh, and then lost it in uh, I think it was uh, uh, 2017 if I'm remembering right maybe 2018 Um, but have that which is a 10-year felony um, instead of prosecuting that arrive at a diversion agreement where he would not be subjected to prosecution if he kept his nose clean which I guess you have to literally say with with Hunter um, for a year or two (laughs) Um, 
And under the under the Justice Department guidelines, gun offenses are not available for you know diversion is not available for gun offenses. So they basically had to blow up every norm of how you prosecute cases in order to try to do this. And when the judge asked a couple of basic questions about um, what is Hunter being immunized for if he pleads guilty, um, what Hunter's lawyers said, and I believe they were actually accurate about this because this is what the Biden Justice Department wanted, um, what they were saying is if, if he pleads guilty to this, then all conduct over this five-year period going back to actually going back to 2014, so it's more than five years, um, all conduct arising out of that uh, he could no longer be prosecuted for. And when the judge looked at the U.S. attorney and said, is that true? Um, it, I think it actually was true in the sense that it's what the Justice Department wanted to do, but they knew how politically embarrassing this would be, so they said, no, 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 uh, uh, you know, if we find other crimes, we can still prosecute them. So I, I think incompetently, the Biden lawyers who do, by the way, they do not include the lawyer he has now, uh, Abby Lowell, um, but they allowed this agreement to be blown up because they were so angry at the U.S. attorney um, misrepresenting what the understanding was about the scope of the non-prosecution agreement. But I think it was foolish on their part because it's very clear that Weiss had absolutely no intention of prosecuting Hunter Biden on anything serious. So if they had just nodded their heads and, and sort of said, yeah, yeah, whatever, um, he would have pled guilty to these two misdemeanors. Uh, they would have tried to make the gun thing disappear. And there's no way he would have been prosecuted well, for anything more serious, particularly because the statute of limitations is run on all this stuff. So uh, uh, if you could give me a yes or no on this, because I got a follow up question to it. Do you think he'll spend time in jail? No, you don't think he'll spend time in jail. Interesting. Mm. And um, well, how much if, is if, if it was your if, if it you if it was your son and you were the only guy in America who could pardon him and spare him from a penitentiary, what would you do? Oh, you think I, he I, if OK, it was my you kid, pardon him. You think he won't spend any time in jail because his dad will pardon him. Okay, I get it. Um, right. Much is being made of the change in language. Was this on purpose from Hunter yesterday? As we know, between the president and Hunter over the years, it's gone from my dad had no knowledge of my business dealings to my dad wasn't involved in my business dealings to whatever it was he said yesterday specifically that my dad wasn't financially involved. Is that on purpose? Does that mean something? Yeah, I mean, remember... He's got good legal representation now. All these statements that he makes are lawyered up, you know. So they know that Joe Biden has tons of involvement. Um, but what they Republicans haven't been able to prove yet is that a whole lot of money went from Hunter to Joe. So they're leaning on that now. But you're right. The goalposts, as you said before, uh, have shifted dramatically from the beginning where, you know, you would you would have believed there was a complete wall of separation between Joe and Hunter. And now there's so much evidence of Joe abetting the scheme uh, that they have to now try to narrow their denial. I, I personally, I think the whole thing is the wrong way of looking at it. I think, you know, this, this business is Joe Biden. To think of it as like it's Hunter's business and we have to see what threads we can show to connect Joe and Hunter is the wrong way to look at it. The only way this business worked is that Joe Biden allowed it 
to work. It allowed it to go on for years. If if he hadn't done that, it would have been shut down in five minutes. So he's the main actor here. Well, this is ground so well plowed. There's probably no not any reason to go back to it. But I just find it astounding that the alphabet media, the so-called legacy media, don't get that if my son, for instance, was trading on my name, which would be useless, uh, and and he became so wealthy, he bought a Rolls Royce that I drive all the time. That 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 they don't understand right. how that benefits me. I mean, I don't. Right. I don't even know where to start with you. <laughs> yeah, the the IRS. The IRS would know because they would charge the income to you. That's the thing I find amazing. You know, the, all this, um, you know, all these legalisms that you hear in the commentary. The fact of the matter is, if I'm, if somebody wants to pay me for something I've done for them, and I say, you know, don't pay me, give it to my son, the IRS considers that to be an income event as to me, not to not to my son, and they don't let me defeat the tax by having somebody else be paid that's the that's the way the government itself looks at it and tell me this uh mr mccarthy uh, to what extent is this true a tax investigation always looks into where the money came from and where it went correct it's the only way to do it and you know one of the more uh, you know one of the i think more unfortunate things about the attention that was given to hunter's tax his long belated overdue tax indictment was all the salacious detail about how he spent the money um, kind of takes the spotlight away from the only thing that's important, which was how the money was generated in the first place. Right. $24 million from corrupt and anti-American regimes or their agents going into the Biden family coffers over just a five-year period. What matters to the country is what did the Chinese and the rest of them think they were buying, not how Hunter you know, not whether he spent it on prostitutes Ex- or guns excellent or point. crack or whatever he was buying. Yeah, uh, He's just that good a lawyer. I'm hearing a little jealousy out of Andy McCarthy. <laughs> I, yeah, you're right. <laughs> if he had used all that money to repave orphanages, it doesn't mean it's okay. <laughs> Is paving orphanages a thing? <laughs> that sounds bad. They're parking lots. I was you're asking me because you expected I paved orphanages. Is that what? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that's that is interesting. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Uh, Andy McCarthy of the National Review, uh, his excellent podcast is the McCarthy Report, and I neglected to mention uh, the book Ball of Collusion, the plot to rig an election and destroy a presidency, which is uh, thorough and terrific as well. Andy, it's a great pleasure. I hope we can do it again sometime. I, I, I'd love to. You guys have uh, have a Merry Christmas and enjoy. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.